You're about to listen to a message from Every Nation Church Midrand, the place where people come to be changed and discipled to transform society. Thank you, Father, for the entrance of your word that brings light and it gives understanding to the simple. Thank you for your word. By your word this morning, limitations are broken, yokes are destroyed in the name of of Jesus. Thank you because your people are leaving this place, Father God, on a higher note, in a higher realm than where they came in. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Well, welcome, prevailing women. Good to see you all this morning. Before I do anything, there's something I wrote here. The Lord spoke to me yesterday about you. So I want to quickly. Just read that and just declare. He says, he asked me to declare to everyone. (laughs) We've been having prevailing women for many years now, but this is the first time he's asking me to declare over everyone who invited someone. (laughs) Yesterday, he says, I have a blessing for everyone. Listen, whether you invited, whether you put it on your status, what, whatever it is you did to make his fame known, whatever part you played to make sure people heard that God was visiting his people, whatever role you played, He said, declare my blessings over them. And he said to me, God says, I have made your personal need a priority. You better receive it. You're going to see results because the mouth of the Lord himself has spoken. He says, I have made your personal needs a priority. Says, because you made my kingdom a priority, because you extended yourself so that lives will be transformed, he says to you, Before you call, I will answer. And he says, While you are yet speaking, I will hear you. That is your portion. Now, if you're here and if you're one of the people I'm speaking to, lift up your hands and just begin to say, Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I receive, oh God. You said, before I call, you will answer. While I'm yet speaking, you will hear me. As I have put your kingdom first, you said that my personal needs will be your priority. And so, in the name of Jesus, I release your word over your people. Let there be a performance of those things, a performance of your word in their life, in the name of Jesus, that this which you have spoken today, they will see they will see, they will see a performance. You will do a work in their lives. Father, that need, that personal need they've had, that they've cried to you for, you said you will make their personal need your priority. Your priority, I ask in Jesus' name, that they will see, oh God, you move mightily on their behalf. Lord, as you make their need a priority, you will meet needs, oh Lord God, even outside needs, Lord God, that we they have cried out to you in the secret place. I ask in Jesus' name that as they've sought your kingdom, as they have sought the advancement of your kingdom, that you would do mighty works in their lives. You will meet those needs in the name of Jesus. Amen. Glory to God. Did you receive that? It's it, it not me. Hey, hello. I, I just wasn't, it wasn't me being in a good mood and I just wanted to bless you for inviting someone. No. <laughs> I didn't know what the attendance would look like anyway when he spoke to me yesterday. So it's not about attendance. It's about the heart for the kingdom. It's about the heart for the kingdom. It's about you saying, God is always speaking to us in this house. I need someone to hear this. Hallelujah. Praise God. Before I get into the word, I have a testimony. 
this testimony, I was asked to share it. <laughs> the guy pleaded with me. He says, please share my testimony. Amen. And I will share. Because that testimony is giving glory to God. So I was, sometime last week I was traveling and on the plane, let me, before I get to the testimony, when I was, when I booked my ticket, I always, I don't know if you're like me, I always choose my seats, right? I don't leave it to chance. <laughs> I decide where I want to sit. Uh, but this time around when I was traveling or when I was even checking in, I tried to book my seat and I couldn't for some odd reason. They had pre-selected the seat and I was thinking, I don't know this seat. I hope I'm not squeezed somewhere. Well, when I got on the queue as we were ready to board and the lady was walking down the line and she was just checking our boarding passes and as she was checking, she got to me and she says, go to priority. I, I didn't have a priority ticket. She says, go to priority. So I, I was like, okay. And then I, and I left the rest and I went. And the guy who was scanning didn't even say, why are you on this side? He didn't say anything. He just let me through. And then I went in and I sat down comfortably while others were still, you know, hustling. <laughs> so when I got in and I, and, I, and I got to my seat, I was like, oh, Jesus is Lord. I was so blessed. And I was like, thank you, Lord. And I sent a message to pastor. I said, you need to see my seat. It is so good. And again, I'm just sitting here alone, just waiting for others to quickly come in. But I'm just here. I didn't know. I thought that was all the testimony. I thought it was just about having a nice seat. I didn't know that the reason why I couldn't even select my seat was because there was someone God needed me to talk to. So I sat, and as soon as this guy, look, he could have been Pastor Ryan, because he looked like Pastor Ryan. He, he talked, he behaved like everything about him was just amazingly Pastor Ryan. Just, you know, age-wise, everything was just, you know. And then he comes, and I see he's wearing like a Band-Aid. He's got something. And then he comes, and he sits by me. And just says hello because he's a Pastor Ryan. He says hello. He doesn't sit and ignore you. So he sat by me and we just said hello and we continued and, you know, we took off and all of that. And after a while, I just felt, ah, this guy's not sitting by me for nothing. Let's talk to him. Yeah. So I, I was talking. I don't know. Maybe he wasn't married. I was looking for a husband for one of you. I'm just kidding. Hey, please just remove this part. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right. So I looked at him and I, and I just asked him, I said, what happened here? Were you skating? Because that was the first thing. Because you see, my son has come with those kind of bandages. So I just assumed uh, another one. So he laughed. He says, no, I wasn't skating. I said, what happened to you? And then he told me, he said, it was this whole load shedding thing. So he's a lawyer and working in his father's um, firm. So his dad asked him, the power went out, so they had been running the generator. And then his dad, um, the power didn't return when load shedding was over, all right? So the generator was running for longer than it should, so he decided to, um, and it was overheating apparently. So he went there to switch off and he went with his dad so when they went to switch it off, you know how like your radiator in your car, when it's overheating, you take your time, hey, you don't, you don't do it quickly. So he said, um, he turned it once and everything, just the normal steam, you know. And then he turned it a second time. And the third time when he turned it, there was like an explosion. And it hit him covered him, and he fell to the ground. But he said to me, he said, I don't know. There was something odd that happened to me. When it hit me, because it came directly on my face, he says, when it hit me, 
I saw a blanket. Yeah. He didn't understand it. He needed to sit by me. He says, I saw a blanket. He says, it was like a blanket. Then he says, maybe like a veil. He says, it, it just covered me and I fell. When he got to the hospital, the doctor said he's shocked, surprised that he didn't touch his eyes that he, because he was going blind. And so I started sharing. And I started telling him what the blanket. And I started telling him about divine protection. And I told him that the Lord has need of you. I was prophesying to that guy. And as I was speaking to him, he was crying. At, you know, several times he cried. I didn't realize that he was flying with his parents, you know. So they were on the other side. And they kept looking. I was wondering, who are those people looking? <laughs> Especially because he kept crying. So they kept looking. Like, what is she saying to him? Why is he crying? And then he says to me, he says to me, my parents are Christians. They know God. But we are not so into him. Yeah. He says, I, 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 I tried to come close a bit, but some things happened and then I moved away again. So I told him, this is your day of visitation. This is your day of visitation. And we, we didn't even know when we landed because we talked from the beginning to the end. And then he took out his phone. And I was speaking to him, you know, even about miracles and all of that. I said, that was a miracle that you were not blind. Here is another miracle that took place, apart from this man's soul being redeemed. While I was speaking to him, whew, he took his phone out. He started showing me pictures of the burn, of how he looked. And he's showing me the pictures. And then he showed me a picture of his face before he boarded the flight. And I looked at the picture, and I looked at him, and I said to him, check your face again. <laughs> While we were speaking, while the word was coming, while we were talking about the Lord and he was listening to us. The Lord started working on his face. By the time he looked at himself, he didn't look like the person in the picture he took just before he arrived. And so I joined him and we both cried. <laughs> And then he said to me, please share this. I just want to share this. I want to tell them. I want people to know how God delivered me. His name is Sean. So, Sean, I don't know. One day you may hear this. Just know I shared your testimony. God is in the business of miracles. There is nothing that is impossible with him. There is nothing God cannot do. Do you understand? We were not even praying about it. We were just talking. And I was telling him how God had a purpose for his life. And as we're speaking, we see that God was just busy working. Not even allowing me to know he was working until it was over. Is there anything God will not do for you? Is there anything that is impossible with him? There's nothing impossible. If you believe him, there shall be a performance. This is supernatural. The God who does beyond what your mind. Can never conceive. 
And this morning, he asked me to speak to us on the mindset of a prevailing woman. The kind of mind we're supposed to have to see the things we're supposed to see. Because you know, there are things you will never see if your mind is just on this earthly realm. If your mind is so low, if your mind is just in the place where, oh, any, however we sit, pastor likes to say, whatever will be, will be. No, if you have that mind, whatever will be. If you have the mind where whatever I see, I take. It, no, it's not an amen one. It is, it is wrong. You don't need to have that kind of mind. You don't take whatever you see. You determine what you want to see. Now you can say amen. Hallelujah. There is a mindset that we are supposed to have as prevailing women. When you are prevailing, you are victorious. And you're supposed to have that mind irrespective of what you are seeing. There are certain things you can see and there are certain things the enemy will want to show you. There are certain experiences you can be having even while I'm speaking right now. Certain things on this realm that you are experiencing. But he's saying to you that because you are a prevailing woman, there is a mindset you are supposed to have even when the enemy is bombarding you with stuff. You are supposed to have the mindset of victory. You are supposed to have the mindset that says the Egyptians I see today, I will see no more. You are supposed to have the mindset of a victor. Amen. Of one who says, I know the God in whom I have believed. The mindset of one that says I can do all things through Christ. Now as I'm speaking to you, I pray, my prayer is that the Lord will do something deep in you. Why? Because I realized after many conversations that a lot of us, a lot of us sitting here shouting amen, responding to the word, singing, crying, shedding, you know, the tears and just rolling on the floor or whatever expression you have, a lot of us are not heavenly minded. When I say we're not heavenly minded, I'm not talking about going to heaven. I'm talking about operating from the realm of the heavenlies. A lot of us are not in that space. And trust me, I have the opportunity to talk to a lot of people. A lot of us cannot think beyond what our qualifications can give us. We cannot think beyond what our salaries can give us. We cannot think beyond what our natural mind can attain. Hallelujah. But there is a people, a prevailing people, that goes beyond what they can do by their might. What is the grace of God? His unmerited favor is giving you what you don't even deserve. Do you know that there are things you can begin to walk in today as a result of where you are positioned? He said, I will give you houses you did not build. And vineyards you did not plant. Do you know that we say amen? But I need you to have the mindset that doesn't only just say amen, but receives it. Are you following? So yes, thank God that you are blessed with some change where you can build your house. But he's saying, even without your change, 
I will give you houses. He did not say a house. He says, I will give you houses. That's what you did not build. In other words, your money did not go into it. Are you hearing me? The mind of a prevailing woman goes over and above the natural. Hallelujah. I'm praying that I begin to see prevailing women whose faith level is so high that there is nothing God has said to them that they do not believe. Not people who hear the word of God and who hear about the unimaginable and who hear about the supernatural and who hear about the extraordinary and they say to themselves, oh, I'm not there yet. Why are you not there? You're a prevailing woman, excuse me. Come up here. Come up higher. Let me try read the scripture. Hmm. Colossians chapter 3. From verse 1 to 4. If then you were raised with Christ, seek those things which are above. Somebody say the things which are above. Where Christ is, sitting at the right hand of God. What does he say? Set your mind on things above. Not on things on the earth. For you died and your life is hidden with Christ in God. When Christ who is our life appears, then you also will appear with him. I want to go back and read. He says, because you have been raised with Christ. How many people have been raised with Christ here? Because you have been raised with Christ. Because you have been elevated. You have been raised with Christ. In other words, you are seated with him. You are positioned in, you are in an elevated position. Because you have been raised with Christ. What does he, does he say? Set your mind. Hallelujah. Set your mind on things above, not on things of the earth. It is very possible to know that I am seated in heavenly places with Christ. That's just the positional truth. But experientially, you are not having it. The reason why you have been raised with Christ and he's positioned you where he's positioned you. It's so that you can begin to think like him. And you begin to see from his point of view. But if you who has been raised with Christ, your mind is earthly. Then you are not able to walk the kind of walk you are expected to walk in. You will not see and you will not have the kind of manifestations you're supposed to have. You will not experience the power of God at the dimension, at the levels that you're supposed to experience it. You will not see miracles that have not been documented anywhere. Those things will just continue to be fables to you. You will just keep hearing about them, but you are not able to handle them. Excuse me, every single one of us are supposed to handle. We're supposed to handle the supernatural. He says, set your mind. Set your mind. Set your mind. Stop being so carnal. The mindset of a prevailing woman is a heavenly mindset. It is not a carnal mindset. If you can just grab what I'm saying today, your life will be changed forever. Your experiences will be changed. 
The enemy that used to play around with you will know that your levels have changed for real. Set your mind. And he says, set your mind on things above, not on things of the earth. I like that it continues to tell us what the earthly thoughts are. Colossians 3, verse 5 says, Put to death, therefore, whatever belongs to your earthly nature. Hallelujah. He says what? What do you do with those things? I can't hear you. If you don't want to put it to death, you are not able to walk at the realm you're supposed to. The things on this realm cannot ascend with you. That's why we have not ascended. Because we are so earthly that rising to the realm of the heavenlies where things, you begin to see the things that happen in that realm. That rising to that level becomes tricky. He says, put to death, therefore, whatever belongs to your earthly nature, sexual immorality. Now you're going to say, no, we're all Christians here. I repeat, put to death sexual immorality. I'm going to pause longer. Yes. I'm pausing because it's not written on our faces. What is happening? Sexual immorality. Happening to one who is seated in heavenly places. Impurity. Lust. Evil desires. Put it to death. Those are what? Earthly things. That's what he says. For, for some of us, you know, there's a saying, it says you are so heavenly minded, you're of no earthly relevance. Thank you. This is the relevance, the earthly desires, the lust, that's my relevance, the greed. Say, put it to death. Put it, don't put it aside, put it to death. Put it to death. Hallelujah. And greed, which is idolatry. Because of, though, of these, the wrath of God is coming. You used to walk in these ways in the life you once lived. But now you must also rid yourselves of all such things as these. Anger, rage, malice, slander, and filthy language from your lips. And he says, do not lie to each other. They, they sound simple, hey? Because, you know, you've looked at sexual immorality and you said, well, I'm not sexually immoral. But it says, but you're lying to each other. You're you, you can't stop lying. He says, someone who is exhibiting those traits, who is living like that, lies Greed, all of those things. He says, you cannot operate at the level that you are supposed to. Because it is at that level that he that sits there will laugh. It is at that level that you can command things. Is it at that level that you look and see what the enemy is doing and you scatter his plans? It is at that level that you look and you say, what did you say you want to do in my home? I forbid you in the name of Jesus. There is what people, a prevailing woman with a heavenly mindset, a high and an elevated mindset. There are things they will think. The Bible says as a man thinketh, so is he. The reason why we are the way we are is why, you can answer, 
Because of our thoughts. Amen. Because if you are earthly, and if your thought is just at this level, that's exactly where your life is going. The impossible, unimaginable things we're talking about, it will, it will not be your reality. You know, you will begin to say, uh, Pastor, Pastor, I don't have your faith. Excuse me. You know, I, was, I had a conversation with someone quite close to me. And she wasn't well. You know, she was explaining a condition, something she was feeling in her body. And as she was speaking that, I was on a different space, you know. I'm not here. And as she was saying it, I said, that condition has no place in your body. It leaves. And she says, eh, you need to understand. Yeah. So you need to understand exactly what this is because this person is a medical person, so, you know. And continue to try to explain the condition. And I just stayed where I was and said, that condition will not remain in that body. It goes now in the name of Jesus. She says, well, maybe my faith is not like... I said, I don't care if your faith... Is. You have your own faith. Just agree with the word. But you see, you can't agree with the word if you are not heavenly minded. You can't agree. I can keep quoting the scriptures to you and you don't receive what I'm saying. You're sitting here with me and I'm sharing, but as I'm sharing the word, you are deleting things. You are deleting, you're saying, oh, this is only for people like this and this is only for people who have faith. And this is only, we have all been given the measure of faith. So I continued and I said, that condition leaves now. And then she said to me, as we continued, what she was trying to do was explain. And she even said to me, you don't understand. We've been there. You know, there are times you're trying to explain something. You want to tell someone, you come to pastor, pastor, things are tough. And pastor saying it is well. And you're like, this is not an it is well matter. <laughs> what is more powerful than it is well? <laughs> you say, it's not an it is well. I, uh, let me explain. Three days I've not eaten. Nothing is working. Everything I touch seems to fall apart. I'm just trusting. Even the promises of God, I'm not seeing them. And pastor is trying to say something. And you're like, wait, let me explain further. So there she was trying to explain further to me. And then said something like this. It's because you don't understand the intricacies of this condition. And then I said back to her, no, it's because you don't understand the power of God. Because if you understood the power of God, you will not waste all this time fighting. Fighting. Can you hear? Fighting to tell me how Powerful the condition is. When you set your mind on earthly things, it will be so difficult for you to receive the things of the Spirit. When you set your mind below where you should be, when I'm speaking the word, when I'm speaking no matter how powerful, how supernatural, when I'm telling you things that will happen to you, when I'm telling you experiences, the power of God that will be unleashed in your life, you keep telling me, mm, my condition is serious. No, you better begin to speak and say, my case is different, like pastor used to tell us. Amen. I don't care what the situation is. He that sits in heaven shall laugh. He that is positioned. There are things you begin to handle. I'm speaking to you, prevailing woman. There are things you begin to handle that you never imagined you could handle it just because you have risen to that elevated position. Amen. So he was showing us some things. 
put aside, put aside slander, slander, put aside malice, put aside all of that. I want to say put to death that unbelieving heart and mind. I'm just adding to it. That unbelieving mind, as you sit here, I'm sure you recognize it. You recognize that there are certain things I will say to you now that your mind is fighting. I've spoken to people before and I see them wrestling with what has been said. I see them battling, unable to receive the word. Put to death an unbelieving mind. Put it to death. Hebrews chapter 3 verse 12 says... Take care, brothers and sisters, that there not be in any one of you a wicked, and I'm reading the Amplified, a wicked, unbelieving heart, which refuses to trust and rely on the Lord. A heart that turns away from the living God. He's talking to us. In this place. An unbelieving heart is a what? Wicked heart. Take care, prevailing women. Take care, my sisters. Take care that there not be in any of you, not in any one of us, a wicked, unbelieving heart that in none of us, there will be not one with a heart that refuses to trust God. That there will not be in any one of us a heart that refuses to rely on God. And I've seen over and over people who don't actually trust God. I was talking, there was um, a small group of people that were starting something, you know, and I was speaking to them, uh, and then I was saying, I was trying to cast this vision, trying to, to show them where God could take them, amen, because you see, there are certain things you will see when you are in an elevated position, and so I was helping them to see certain things, and one of the ladies actually stopped me, and you know, she laughed, she says, ah. I'm not thinking that far. Yeah. She says, I just wanted to have fun. I was, I was just getting to this just for the fun of it. And she was uncomfortable that God could actually use what she was about to do to touch lives. You know, when I'm speaking, it's like, Pastor, what kind of message are you preaching? But I'm speaking because I know you. I've spoken to a lot of people. So I know how people receive the word. And something has to change. The wicked and unbelieving heart that does not rely on God. That heart that only stays at this level. When I'm trying to elevate your thinking, you still refuse. You say, if only he wasn't so stubborn, things would be different. Come up higher, please. And so she refused. And she said, no, I just wanted it for fun. I don't want, I don't want to go higher, <laughs> more or less. She didn't use those words. But it's like, I don't, I, don't, I don't want, yes, I don't want to make it spiritual. I'm talking about a believer. And this isn't something that was going to be done in a club. I'm talking of something that will be done in the house of God that will touch lives. Yet you don't want to make it spiritual. How carnal can you be? So earthly minded that even when something needs to be done spiritually, you refuse to do it. You say no. Mm -mm -mm. Mbali is like you getting up now to sing and I'm saying to you, wow. You know, the Lord will use you mightily even as you 
use your voice. And, and that voice, will, you know, it, when you sing, when you open your mouth, people will break down in repentance. Imagine me saying that and you're like, ah, 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 ah. I just like to sing, that's all. <laughs> it's not that serious, Pastor. It's not that serious. Your mind is earthly. The mind of a prevailing woman is not earthly. It is a mind that says, when I speak, people are affected by what I say. When I speak, people are delivered. When I speak, miracles happen. When I speak, dead things come to life. You and you and you can speak that way and it happens. It is not left for anyone. It is only for those who are elevated. Seated in heavenly places. Amen. Isaiah 55 verse 7 says, Let the wicked forsake his way and let the unrighteous man his thoughts. Let him return to the Lord. Remember who the wicked is. Please talk to me. Who is the wicked? Thank you. The wicked. That one who is still busy with the filthy works. The earthly ones. That, he called them wicked and he continues here. He says let the wicked, let the earthly people Forsake his way and let the unrighteous man, his thoughts, come on now. Forsake your thoughts. And he says, forsake your ways. Because what did we say? It is your thoughts that lead you where you go. The thoughts and the mind of a prevailing woman does not lead them into adultery and fornication. The thought of a prevailing man is pure. And so don't say to me, ah, we don't always have pure thought. Forsake that thought you have now. Cancel it out. The Lord is saying to me, there are things I want to see happen. I want to see things happen in your life, but they cannot happen if you remain where you are. You cannot keep hearing the word and it does nothing. Forsake your thoughts. Forsake those thoughts. Let him return to the Lord and he will have mercy on him. And to our God, for he will abundantly pardon. Every thought that limits us it is earthly and we must forsake it. We must abandon. You know what it is to abandon something? You put it aside. You don't go back for it. You don't go back to look. Where, so where exactly did I drop it? Abandon those thoughts. Abandon those thoughts because those thoughts are taking you where you should not go. Those limiting thoughts, they are keeping you where you should not remain. By this time, there is where you ought to be. Forsake those thoughts. I want to say to you, whatever you're believing for, if you want to get married, and there are people telling you all kinds of lies, and even your mind is speaking, forsake it. Listen, abandon those thoughts. Because some of the thoughts can be, you are getting older. Some of the thoughts can be, at this time in your life, the guys are looking for younger. Excuse me. I don't know. Yeah? I don't know what your thoughts are. I don't know what your thoughts are. 
But I want you today to abandon it and don't go back to it. You are abandoning it because you are thinking a higher thought from today. There's no story about it. There's no apology about it. We are saying this is what God has said. There will be a performance. This is what I have seen. This is what God has said. Since God has said it, it is settled. And I believe what God has said. Are you following me? Abandon those thoughts, sister. Because you are a prevailing woman and those are not the kind of thoughts you're supposed to think. You're not supposed to be thinking defeat. Abandon it, forsake it. Yes, I know the Bible says, for our thoughts are not his thoughts and his ways are not our ways. For as high as the heavens are and all of that. I understand that. There's a problem. He's not saying to you, well, you know, I understand that your thoughts and my thoughts, they are not in alignment. You can never think my thoughts. It's a lie. He's saying you come up higher so that you can think what I think about you. So that my thoughts can be. Your thoughts can become my thoughts. The reason your ways and his ways are not in alignment is because of where you are positioned. It's because you are them playing around with chickens. You've surrounded yourself with people that are so earthly. Just look around. Look at your close friends. Look at the people you do life with. You're trying to ascend, but you're making sure you're surrounding yourself with people who don't know how to ascend. You're trying to ascend. You're trying to come up higher. You're trying to begin to think like he thinks and to align your ways to his ways. But you just stay with chickens. You stay with earthly people. You remain at that level. I'm not telling you not to have friends, different kinds of friends. But I'm saying, who are you doing your life with? You're just sitting around with people who are going nowhere. Let me tell you something. You know those people you follow? You're actually going to watch their lives go pish. And you. I'm not prophesying. I'm telling you the truth. You're following them. Following them. Like a chicken. Following them. Living on the earthly realm. Following them. Living a life that you as a child of God should not be living. As a prevailing woman. You are following them. Wherever they go. Because you want to be relevant. Because you want, you know, you don't want to look too spiritual. I am sorry for you if you are not looking spiritual. I want to look as spiritual as I can. And be as spiritual. When you call a prevailing woman and I show up, I, I let it be seen. Because if I tell you now that there's a lion coming in here, you expect to see a lion. You will not turn and see a mouse and say, yeah, I'm still a You are not a lion if you're a mouse. You're not a prevailing woman if you are on the earthly realm. And I say to you, the ones you are following, a different law is working for them. They're in a different kingdom. And what they are doing is acceptable in their kingdom. So they prosper. Then you leave your own kingdom and you come to theirs, and you're playing around with them, you are not in their kingdom, and you're not in the kingdom of God. You are just there in limo, and nothing is working for you. And then you watch them, they are rising as much as they can on this earthly realm. Forsake your ways. Abandon those thoughts. Because it is time for a prevailing woman to mount up with wings. It is time 
for us to speak from that dimension and see things happening. That's what I want to see. I want us to be sharing testimonies. That when we're sharing it, it is not so crazy anymore. Are you following? It is not so crazy anymore. Yes, we will still rejoice and we will still celebrate because there is something to celebrate. When someone with burns, his face just starts getting clearer. It is worth celebrating. But we need to be seeing more of this. And those things will pop like popcorn, like Pastor Eric says. It will pop, 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 and we'll have those things. If we align our thoughts, how do you make your thoughts like his thoughts? How else? You go and look for what is his thoughts in his word. Amen. Sounds simple, but that's what will work. If you want to know his thoughts, go into the word. Look, you need to listen, read, just hear the word like it's going out of fashion. Amen. I think I, I consume the word like a crazy person. And yet I'm, I've not taken enough. Hello. Anyone who comes around me, I tell them the same thing. Some of you can bear witness. I tell them, I said, let the word continue to play. Yeah? I said, keep the word. Let it keep playing. Even when you are sleeping. Put it on. Let it just play. Your spirit is receiving. When you are taking in the word, the word will cleanse your thoughts. It will cleanse those contrary thoughts you have, those limiting thoughts you have, the thoughts of defeat, the thoughts where you have taken what God has promised and you have put it aside because it tarried. When you take in the word, you find that you are getting built as you're taking in the word. You, you know, nothing sounds impossible to you. Do you understand what I'm saying? The more of the word you take in, as you continue to feed your spirit, as you continue to eat it, take the word. When you are cooking, let the word be plain. Keep hearing the word. Put the Bible to play. Put an anointed preaching to play. Just keep hearing the word. When you are driving, oh, put it to play. Put it to play. I don't know if I can drive without speaking in tongues. I'm praying. Amen. We do that, right? We're in the car. And, and if we're not talking, what are we doing? Rababa, jelebo, janda, brigade, And then the word is playing. And you know, as we're speaking in tongues, what is happening? The word is entering. The word is settling. Continue to take it in. Continue to take it in. The more of it you take in, the more your faith rises. But you see, our minds are not being cleansed because we're taking in many other things that don't build our faith. Help me, Lord. Listen, I'm not asking anyone not to go to school. Please go and keep going. Mine, I encourage, keep what else you want. Go get it. But sometimes our minds are just filled with those knowledge, with the earthly things. It is so filled with things that they don't necessarily boost our faith. And go ahead and study. Please hear me. Because when you go into that office, you're not speaking in tongues. Amen. It is that accounting that you're going to use to solve problems. And if you're a lawyer, you need that legal mind. If you're a doctor, are you following? Go ahead. But I'm saying, if you can just put in the same kind of effort, if not more, into the word of God. Taking, eating, eating, eating. You're thinking, Pastor, is your life not boring? Oh my God, it's the most exciting life. Because when I'm hearing the word, I'm jumping. 
I'm hearing the word. I can just get so excited and shout, glory. I'm hearing the word and, I'm, and the things that were looking a little impossible begin to change right before my eyes. I'm hearing the word and suddenly I'm seeing impossible things. I'm saying, okay, that can happen. That, do you know it pleases God when we take him at his word? It pleases him when we begin to extend ourselves and say, Lord, I can believe you for this. Why not? Why? Because me, as I am, flesh and blood, thank God for spirit. But if my children come and say, oh, uh, Mom, I want to do this. That they want to go higher. In whatever it is, they're going higher. I'll say, let's do it. Let's, let's go. Let's do it. If you can believe for it, let's go. Do you know how it pleases your father when you get to a place where you begin to ask him for what seems impossible, where you begin to ask him for what has died to resurrect? Because you have seen in the scriptures that even bones that were dried out could live. You saw in the scriptures that flesh came on bones that were completely dried out. And they lived. That means I can begin to speak to dry bones. And I'm not afraid to speak to them. Because I have faith. I have seen my father do it. And I, I'm in a position where I can see dry bones come to life. Hallelujah. Let your thoughts become like his thoughts. Start thinking like your father. Your father does not think any thought of defeat. He doesn't think, oh, they went, you went to the doctor, they gave you this report. Thank God for our doctors. But they gave you a report. Go and find out the higher thought. In fact, you don't even need to go. You already know. Don't you know? So if you've received a contrary report and your mind can't process it and you're not getting to the place where, okay, I can believe the report of the Lord in place of the report of the doctor. If you're not there yet, that means you need to take in the word. Just go, listen, read, hear it, eat it, continue in it so that your faith can be built up. And you come to the place where they say, oh, there's cancer. And you say, not in this body. That is the mindset of a prevailing woman. And listen, I want us to have this mind. Let this mind be in you now. Because there are exploits ahead of you. And so we need to have this mind now. We need to start thinking these thoughts now. I need to start thinking like God thinks. I need to start thinking the thoughts of God so that my ways can be his ways. But it is my responsibility. Amen. It is your responsibility to fill your mind with the right things. It is your responsibility to decide today not to remain and operate on this realm. It is up to you. It is up to you. You need to know, learn how to start saying, I don't want to hear your thought. You know, you know uh, there are people that say to you, uh, can I share my thought on this? Yeah? There's nothing wrong with that. You know, when I say, can, can I share my thought? You know, we're having a discussion. Can I share my thought? Uh, excuse me, any thought that is low, any thought that is not elevated, that is not where God is taking me, keep it. When Satan is sharing his thoughts with you, you better learn how to say, I don't want your thoughts. Keep your thought to yourself. Because his thought, if you allow him, and if you eat his thought, if you take in his thought, which is very easy, you, you know his thought is easier for you to eat than the thought of God? Yeah? Because if you dream now that you were going to die, 
you believe it. If someone comes now and says to you, I saw that this happened to you, your first thought is like, oh, you first of all believe it and you, you cancel it, isn't it? No. The enemy sells his thought easily and we believe. When he brings his thought to you again, any thought, what are we talking? The mindset of a prevailing woman. If he brings to you any thought that will not allow you prevail, if he brings to you any thought that will keep you under, if he brings to you any thought that will slow down your growth, any thought he brings to you that will limit you from going where you should and being who you should, you tell him, I don't care for your thought. Can I share my thought? No, thank you. Do not share your thoughts. And if it is people that are wanting to share their thoughts, wanting to help you to reason the supernatural, are you following? Because there are people that will say to you, these things you people are talking about, think about it. Does it even make sense? Please do not accommodate. I'm, I'm helping you. Don't accommodate it. Rise above those thoughts. Rise above those opinions. You are not earthly. And so if we're going to see the things God is saying to us, we need to know how to reject thoughts and receive certain thoughts. Oh, double in 90 days. Everything about my life is changing in 90 days. Everything, everything you can imagine is changing in 90 days. Excuse me. I am not conferring with flesh and blood. I don't want to know your opinion. I don't want to know if you believe it or you don't believe it. I, it doesn't matter what you believe. What matters is what I believe. What matters is that my life will change. That I will see things happen. Tangible things that I can report in 90 days. I believe the word. If you don't believe the word, if you are trying to reason this word, if you are sitting with someone else and both of you are analyzing this word, if you are going and saying that's what they always say, I'm sorry for you. You will miss what God is saying and you will miss what God is doing. Help us, Lord. This is what you are saying to us this morning. Your saint was, you think too low. You think too low. You think too low. Yes, you may be celebrating some of your earthly achievements, but you think too low. You think too low. Come up higher. Come up higher. For I know the thoughts I think towards you, says the Lord. I know the thoughts, thoughts of good, not of evil, to give you a hope and a future. Are you thinking those thoughts about yourself? This is what God is thinking about you. He's thinking, I'm going to give you a hope, a future. I'm going to bring you to an expected, a perfect, a glorious end. Is that what you're thinking? Or have you been so battered and discouraged because of this realm that you have been operating in that you're not able to receive the word of God? Have you been so battered by your situation that you cannot think his thoughts? I repent, Lord. I've been thinking low thoughts. I've been thinking thoughts of limitation. I've been thinking thoughts that has not allowed me to stretch and expand to the left and to the right as you want me to. I've been thinking thoughts, Father God, that has cut me off from my inheritance. Have mercy. I'm not the only one. Pray to yourself. We've been thinking wrong thoughts here. We've been so earthly in our operations that we have not received the mind of Christ. 
We have the mind of Christ. We begin to operate that mind. Talk to him now. Just repent before him. And get ready to elevate. Get ready to elevate. Get ready to rise up. Get ready to forsake wrong thoughts. The Bible says the thoughts of the righteous, they are right. Ah. The righteous think right thoughts. What does that say? That means if I'm not thinking right thoughts, should I not be questioning my righteousness? Hello? Because the righteous thinks right thoughts. The righteous thinks thoughts that are right. So Lord, cleanse my thoughts that I may begin to think as you think. Wash me, O oh God, as I take in your word. Let your word wash me that I may be able to think as you think so that I can walk like you walk so that my ways can be aligned to your ways. This ministry has come to you live from Every Nation Midrand. For other life-changing messages and more information, log on to www.everynationmidrand.org.